0: These are the biggest mistakes we've ever made. By learning from our mistakes, you can ensure that you become a better investor.
1: Welcome to The Bean Pod. This is your place for all things stocks and crypto. From beginner tips to expert picks, Welcome to The Bean Pod. This is Shane, aka The Jolly Green Investor. And this
0: is Josh, The Nifty Investor. Today, we're going to be discussing the biggest mistakes that we've ever made investing. So we've been investing for a while and we've made a ton of mistakes. So by learning by the mistakes that we've made, you can ensure that you're a better trader, a better investor, and overall grow your portfolio much better than maybe we have in the past. I mean,
1: look, it's all about learning from your mistakes, right? You know, you, you come into investing, you're new, maybe you've only been doing it for a year, maybe two. The best thing you can do is learn from people that have been in the game longer than you and then learn from the mistakes that you make because no one is perfect. Everyone's going to make mistakes. But the, the most important thing is to write them down. Don't forget about them. And I think that's the one thing people do a lot. You make a mistake and then you just kind of like, oh, I, I, I fucked up and you forget about it, right? But if you learn from your mistakes, which is what we'll be talking
0: about today, that's how you become a better investor and we're going to we're going to give you guys you know a lot of what we've done in the past and how these mistakes affected us so that you don't make these mistakes moving forward and it should protect a lot of your wealth if you missed our very first episode you'll know that Shane and I have been in the stock game maybe since uh like 2010 2009 i think something around there you longer than me for sure yeah and then with crypto we are both around 2016 um, so we do have a bit of, bit of experience. Uh, so we just want to share with you our biggest mistakes so you guys can learn from them and profit along the way.
1: Yeah. It's all about becoming, we want to, we want to help you become better investors. And by sharing our, the things that we've done in the past, I think they can really help you out. So make sure you watch this episode to the end. And if you like the content,
0: like, and subscribe, it'll really help us out. So one of the biggest things I wish <clears throat> I took a lot more time to learn earlier, and it seemed daunting at the time was technical analysis, Um, It just helps identify better opportunities to dollar cost average into projects, into stocks, when you can understand where support and resistance lies. You know, you're on Twitter or you're doing some research and you see all these indicators and it just seems so daunting. I wish I took more time at the beginning to understand those because it it definitely made me a better trader today and a better investor. Yeah,
1: so just very basic technical analysis on charts. Doesn't have to be anything complicated. Learn, you know, high time frame support and resistance levels. If that's something that you don't know anything about, we made a specific episode about it, which we'll link at the end of this episode, so check that out. But I agree 100%. I mean, it's something that we've really been only getting into the past year, maybe even less, and I feel like I'm so much of a better investor sniping those entries and knowing when to take profits, right? Entries and exits. So that's definitely a great tip. And yeah, a mistake that we didn't learn that sooner as basically full-time investors.
0: Yeah. Because sometimes, you know, it's just, oh, just dollar cost average, just dollar cost average. That's great. But there's also, you know, better times to do it. And you have, if you can identify something like a double bottom, that might be a better entry than when you're sitting at a double top. For sure. And you know, Piggybacking
1: on technical analysis and the ability to know when to take profits, I would say it's kind of segues into my one of my biggest mistakes that I've made, and that's not taking enough profits. And it's 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 the hardest thing to mentally do is take profits on a winning position sometimes because it seems counterintuitive. You see something going up, you think it's going to the moon, you go on social media and everyone says, you know, moon bags, blah, 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 you know, rocking emojis everywhere. And in the 2021 bull run, the one that we just went through, I definitely made the mistake of not taking enough profits. Sure, I, I took profits and I came out on the other side of it much better than I did when I went into it. However, if I had the knowledge of technical analysis and knowing how to manage my positions better, I would have taken a lot more profits and my portfolio would be even you know healthier than it is today. And I think that's just one thing I regret. I'm going to learn from my mistake. I'm not going to dwell on it. I'm just going to learn from it and apply it to the next bull
0: run. Yeah, because we definitely could have maximized our profits and our returns had we have taken some profits in the bull run. You know uh, that happened to me with marijuana stocks back in the day. Um, you know, I put like three bucks in to one of these marijuana companies. I went up to like seventy bucks, made a shit ton of profit. But here's what I did: I ended up putting it into a bunch of other companies, and it was like at the peak. So I ended up losing a bunch of those profits. So. Yeah. (laughs) Again, live and learn, right? I would say, you know, I
1: watched my crypto portfolio like (laughs) 1520x over a course of six months from, you know, early 2021, whatever, through the year and into November. And, you know, it didn't end up 1520x because I watched it go down. I kept dollar cost averaging, even though the charts were pointing that there was much more downside. Um, So that would be my one thing is, yeah manage those positions and take
0: profits. You will never be upset with taking profits. It really just boils down to greed. You know, like if you are, if you are up by a significant portion, you know, whatever it is that you've set out for your financial journey, let's say you put in 2000, it goes up to t- 5,000 or 6,000. You can take out your original investment. The rest is just house money, right? So you, you can sleep better at night. Yeah. hundred <laughs> percent.
1: And it's difficult, you know, going back to what I was saying about managing positions and taking profits and the hype that you see on social media. And that's what I would say is another mistake that I think I make is listening to people on Twitter. Right. And listening to people on social media. Too damn much. Yeah. Everyone looks like they're a genius on social media. And, you know, we are also social media creators and we say things and sometimes we're right and sometimes we're wrong. But it's just getting caught up with other people's plans and other people's positions. A lot of the time, you know, Maybe they're not sharing the trades that they got wrong. Right. They're only going to share the ones they got right. And just because someone has 2 million followers on Twitter doesn't make them a charting expert. You know, they're just drawing green arrows. That you know, <laughs> bull run has begun. You know, the great, fifth great bull run has begun. Those, those clowns on Twitter, right? <laughs> so I think you, um, your mentality can get diluted yeah. and washed away by these million follower influencers. So it's, when you come up with a plan and you've done your analysis... Try to stick to your, obviously you can take analysis, uh, you know, tips from other people. For sure. But stick to your plan. It's so important because that's how you can just be confident in your own investments and your own plan. And if you're, if you're chasing people's trades, it's not going to work out.
0: No. And then if somebody has like a million followers, depending on what they're pushing, you know, like Zach Morris. Yeah. Where he has like 600,000 followers and he's tweeting about like these penny stocks and stuff. Once he tweets, it can like rip like 20%, 40%. So if you're not already in early, you're kind of screwed and he's probably dumping on you. Yep. Um, so yeah, it's definitely on the list for me as well as not doing research upon hearing about a pro- specific project or so. You know, um, what was it like, Wish? For example oh yeah that was a good one like (laughs) it's like everybody's hyped about wish it's like oh yeah i'll toss a few bucks in and then it, it, it like absolutely tanked yep so and then i think one of my first investments too was my uncle like gave me some he's like oh this one's gonna do do great it was like some penny stock and I put a thousand bucks in. It went down to I only. It's still in my portfolio. That's the one you can't sell, I can't right? sell. It's yeah. <laughs> just, just like it's always down ninety nine percent. It's a stain. It's yeah. it's there to remind you yeah. of your failures, yeah, so that you don't make the same mistake again. So that is a huge takeaway. It's if you do hear about something, if you do have a thesis, like kind of do your own research. Don't just jump onto it because somebody told you to. Yeah. It's it's aping into projects with minimal research. Yeah. I
1: would say that's a mistake that a lot of people make. Um, you know, even in our discord all the time, you know, we always preach, do your own research just because, you know, you or I like a project doesn't mean that we're, you know, you have to buy this now or you're going to be poor. Yeah. No, we're, we out, we lay out our research for free in our discord and we say, look, this is why we think it's cool. You can make your own decision. You know, we're not forcing anyone to do anything. We're just saying our opinion and why we think certain projects are good or
0: not. And our investing horizon might be different from what the viewer is. So for example, we might post something, but our thesis is two to three years out. You know, but in the next couple of weeks, it might go down, you know, 20% or so. Right. People are like, oh, this is such a shit call. It's like, well, yeah, I am personally picked this project because I see the long-term potential of it.
1: On the flip side as well, sometimes you might say, look, this is a hype-based play. For example, um, you know, these, these fan tokens for crypto, for yeah. soccer. This is a hype-based play that could run into the World Cup in November. Then I would sell them. Yeah, but it's not like okay, buy these and hold them for ten years. <laughs> yeah. Maybe not, right? No, so it's it's you have to look at the timeframes. That's a good point. Yeah. Um, one other thing I have here is um, it kind of fits in with what we were just talking about is chasing green candles. Mm. I think that's a big mistake that you know we've all done it, especially in our younger trading years. And people I see them doing it all the time. People post on social media on Twitter most most commonly. This is up 15%. People are going to be like, how to buy, how to buy, buy now, buy now. <laughs> well, you should really probably wait for a retracement, right? Don't chase green candles. You should be buying red candles and selling green candles. Mm. And I think that's a mistake. I've made it for sure. And I see people making it all the time. So I think it's, it's definitely one to keep
0: in mind. It's FOMO, right? You know, you're watching Bitcoin rip right now. At The time of recording, it, it was at like 18,600 and it ripped up to about 21,000 right. plus. Right now you can feel the FOMO. Right, is this a time to jump in? Well, do a little bit of TA. You're kind of sitting at um, resistance, of the may not be the best time to be buying. Um, so yeah, it's definitely up there with uh, one of mine as, as well. 100. What other what other uh, mistakes have you made? Not setting a stop loss. You know, let's say you are going in for a swing trade, or maybe it's, you just didn't want to lose out on you know 50 of your trade. You know, you so say you put your capital in. And then each day it just ticks down, ticks down, ticks down. And the next thing you know, you're down 50%. Definitely. I wish I would have set, set a stop loss at maybe 15%. So it's like, all right, you know what? It didn't work out the way it's supposed to. The momentum wasn't there. The volume wasn't pouring in. Instead of losing 50% of your money, you're only losing 15%. You you live to win. You live to fight another day.
1: Yeah. And, and that all comes down to I'm um, going into a position with a plan. So if you buy, you know, Beanstalk coin at $10, and you have a thesis behind it and you've looked at what this company is doing you look at the chart and you say, I think it's going to reach $50. When it reaches $50, I'll sell a quarter of my position or half my position. And then you do that. And then, when, and then if, if it goes to 50 and then you say, if it retraces back down to 20, well, then I'll, it's not looking so good. It might go back down to 10. I'll sell another half my position yeah. or add to it. And you have that plan. And then you, the hardest part about making is, <laughs> is, is executing. Yeah. It's easy to make a plan. And this applies to life, mm. not just trading. <laughs> it's great. The plans are easy, but it's executing the plan that separates the man from the boys, right? Absolutely, so like yeah. stick to your plan, execute it, set those stop losses, take profits at your targets. Um, and again, that's a mistake that I've made. I just FOMO into things when I was younger and you know, it'll go 10X. I'm like, oh, it's gonna go 100X. Yeah. And then it goes back down to zero. And I'm like, <laughs> fuck
0: me. I know, it's ridiculous, right? So yeah. I think that could tie into another one of ours would be uh, ensuring that you're in the right mind space. Like, you know, if, if you make trades on a day where you haven't really, a night where you haven't really slept too much, <laughs> or maybe you've had a few too many beers. Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
1: Trading under the influence. Yeah.
0: Never recommended. So, so you, you'll tend to get a little bit more risky than you probably would. For sure. And, uh, you can tend to lose out that, that way as well. So.
1: Yeah, I can definitely, uh, think about a couple of times in particular when we've been at the bar yeah. and, you know, we're just on our phones and looking up, you know, oh, look at this crypto product. Like, this looks great. I'm going to buy a bunch right now. And, you know, you just had a few beers, you know, yeah. the boys are around. It's like, all right, yeah, let's all buy a bunch. Yeah. And then you, know, you wake up and it's like, you know, maybe it goes up right away. Yeah. But, and then, you know, you kind of forget about it whatever. And then, um, yeah, next thing you know, you're down 90%. Yeah. It's happened to me two, two times in particular. <laughs> I've aped into projects while, under the influence yeah. and both times I've been wrecked. Yeah, yeah. So I would say learn from my mistake mm. and, you know, maybe just only trade from your computer at home. Don't yeah. trade from your phone or like whatever it is. But you know, we all make mistakes. Uh, just learn from that kind of stuff. Yeah. I
0: find like the days where I'm really tired, that's when I make my, my biggest errors. But if I've right. got a good eight hours of sleep, you know, I'm hydrated, I'm exercising. That's when I'm more dialed in and can really figure things out. Mm. If I'm tired, it's like, yeah, that's probably good. Maybe you should get the eight sleep mattress. And if only if you get over a certain sleep score, then you allow yourself to trade.
1: Shout out to eight sleep, not a sponsor of the podcast, but I did buy one and they are phenomenal. Yeah.
0: Nice. (laughs) Um,
1: Okay. So the next one I I would say is, okay, so you you have your plan. We've looked at the charts. We think Bitcoin is going to do this and this, and you get into a position and it's going well for you. But then... You start doing more, and you start looking at other people, and you, and then you mm, then you start over analyzing, right. and then you start over trading. So I think over analyzing and over trading currently is one of the mistakes that I still make. Paralysis by analysis, hundred percent, because yeah. like there's so much noise out there, and you know we're talking on a daily basis about what's going on in the market, and one of us might nail a trade, and then well we say oh but what about this Jerome Powell speaking? <laughs> that yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, what about the CPI? Yeah, and then you're like oh shit, yeah, I maybe I should, maybe I should sell it. Maybe I should take profits or whatever. And then it's like, and then you make the wrong move. And then you look back to your original thesis and you're like, I fucking nailed it the first time. Why don't I just, just chill with my hypothesis, chill with my plan. Don't over trade, let my positions run. Mm. And that is a mistake that i still do a lot. I think now, which I'm trying to get better at is just come up with your plan and let your trades
0: run. I think for us, it's a, it could be a bit, bit different than the viewer or the listener because we are content creators so we we're constantly trying to come up and figure out what is happening cuz there's a lot of people who are watching or listening and they're they're on their way to work or they just don't have time to be researching these projects so we get inundated with so much information but if you're one of those people who are on twitter frequently or you know reading the news then that is definitely one thing that I struggle with as well and it's it's just too much information
1: yeah for so. sure. And you know, when you're over trading, first of all, uh, if you're buying and selling a ton, you're going to spend money on fees depending on which platform you're using. Mm. If you're using gas fees on like Uniswap or even some centralized exchanges, you don't know, but it adds
0: up. Don't use Coinbase. That fucking thing is yeah? trash. I've never actually used it. I think I just, I swap. It was like 5k or something or something. Like, and it tried to like 200 bucks or 300 bucks or some wow. shit. I was just swapping for like XLM. Damn. Like what a joke. What a fucking Even joke. Binance, like, you know, it doesn't show you your fees. Yeah. But if you, when I did my
1: taxes yeah. uh, with through Coinly, it shows you your fees. I was like, shit. <laughs> you know, wasted a little bit of money on trading. But I mean, it, it will take its toll. So like, yeah, it's best to just come up with your thesis. I think in general, do less trading. Mm. Right? Come up with your plans. I'm not saying, you know, diamond hand, hold things forever. But just like, don't overanalyze it. And, and again, it goes back to one of the earlier points is stick with your gun, stick with your thesis, right? Mm. Overanalyzing, over-trading, you end up burning your positions. And it's just like, there's a, it's like a funny thing I saw on Twitter. It's like a meme trying to explain to your accountant how you uh, did 78,000 trades this year for a profit of $2.83. <laughs> and there's the guy just like, it's like, that's it, right? That's just jokes. buying and selling all day, every day. It's yeah. like, for what? Yeah. and then you're consumed by it. It's like your
0: thing. Yeah. your life
1: is consumed of hours, <laughs> and for
0: a while, like, what are you doing? That's the danger of crypto, isn't it? <laughs> 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 the market, the, the casino that never closes. Yeah, that's why it's gonna be successful yeah. because people are gamblers. People love gambling. There's no <laughs> doubt about that. <laughs> but yeah, I'd like to look at more of a t- like a longer time frame. Or so, for example, I saw like a double bottom on Bitcoin, right? But it's on the weekly chart, so. In theory, I should, it should be going up from where it is now up to like at least the neckline of 25,000 or so. But if I get so consumed in the daily of what's happening, all this shit, and I go down to like the four hour chart or whatever, then I'm like, oh no, maybe this, maybe it's not going to happen. But I just think like zooming out. You can start looking at that five minute chart. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> bullish, bullish divergence on the five minute chart. Buy more, sell, oh shit.
0: Yeah, it's, it's,
1: it's tough sometimes. Definitely best to keep on the high time timeframes yeah, yeah, and yeah. not get consumed by the daily the hourly movements. Um, and another, another point I had is kind of goes back to what we were talking about earlier, but in a bit of a different angle is cutting your winners too early Mm. and not cutting your losers fast enough. Right. They say that's another thing. It's a very difficult in trading to identify your winners and losers quickly. And if you're in a, if you've cut, if you've entered a trade that becomes a loser and for whatever reason, it's not going well, don't diamond hand that thing down to zero and on the on the flip side even though we always do say take profits sometimes you can do that to a detriment of your position so if you buy something and it's at 10 bucks and it goes up to 20 bucks and you sell 75% of it cuz you're like yeah all right i took my profits and then it goes to 100 bucks well you just lost out on a lot of potential gains so it's best to you know ease out of winning positions slowly yeah. you want to you know again it goes back to your plan you you bought that position for a reason you have your thesis Take your profits, but still leave a, a significant
0: enough amount in there that so that if it keeps running, you keep profiting from your good decision. Yeah, I think sometimes everybody wants everything right now. Like, I want to put, I want to ten k, and I want to be ten k tomorrow. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's so, now, now,
1: it's a now, now, now world. Yeah,
0: I just find yeah, at least take out your initial investment uh, when it's up x percent. Yeah, I and then let it ride. Let it right? let the rest yeah. ride. Then it, the rest doesn't matter. And then you know, with losers.
1: I know. I know you do love a little bit of a bag hold sometimes. <laughs> diamond hands, diamond hands over here. But um, it's you know you can take that loss. It does, you're down fifty percent. Take the loss, and you can do your analysis on different yeah. coins or stocks and get yourself into a more advantageous position. Rather than writing something down, you know, you might as well cut a loss at 50% then write it down to 95% or or to a position where you can't sell it in your portfolio. <laughs> you know, I know it sucks to take a loss, but you can take that money, say a thousand bucks from two thousand. Shit, you're down a thousand bucks. Do analysis on some other names. Now you found a great entry. Now yeah. your thousand goes into a chart that's in a good spot rather than one that's just like that, that's right? That's right. And I think a lot of people get married to their investments. And it's like, no, no, no. I love this coin. I love this company. Well, you shouldn't be getting emotional about your investments. So cutting losers, I think, uh, sooner rather than later is a mistake that I have learned to do better. But yeah, it's still something that I, I you know, For sure, mistakes on.
0: So yeah. I think that ties into another really good point is not diversifying. So, you know, you could be in a whole sector that is kind of tanking, right? Right. And versus cutting your losses in that sector, whatever. So this leads me back to, you know, maybe investing only in marijuana, Back in 2016 or 2015 or whatever it was. And you know, eventually the sector's kind of died off. But if you have like 10% in the marijuana industry and then 10% in green energy and 10% in AI, like you're more well diversified and you can kind of catch some of those upswings when Biden announces some sort of stimulus package, Right. right? So I think lack of diversification, maybe being 90% 90% in crypto or you know i think it's just best to spread out your your investments for sure because you could always find it's even like i think like kevin o'leary had he had like 20 coins or something but his thesis is look 90% of these ones could go down to zero but all it takes is two really good winners and it'll, it makes up for all of it mm. so if you're diversified you have that chance of getting maybe that 100x on one of them or
1: yeah, I think his, um, I might mess up the numbers, but he has an investment thesis exactly what we we're talking about. It's no position can be more than 5% of your portfolio. Right. And no sector can be more than 10 or 15% of your portfolio. Yeah. And so when he has a winning position, he'll trim that down. So if he has a, a position that balloons from 5 to 8 to 10% of his portfolio, he'll take profits to his plan and trim that position down to back down to 5% and then reinvest that money into a new position or other positions that have whatever they're smaller. And again, if he sticks to that plan, it works for him, then that's great. Mm -hmm. So you just have to come up with a plan that works for you and execute the plan.
0: Exactly, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I got another one here would be um, like listening to the CEOs. I find they're like the salesperson of the company. So if you're investing in stocks or maybe you're in like some of these low cap, uh, mid cap type of stocks, The CEO is often going to be like pounding the table about how good his company is and where they're going to be in the future and all this shit. Man, they're a salesperson and they're just trying to get you to buy their stock. I find don't listen to the CEOs and what they have to say.
1: Okay, right. So don't listen to the CEOs. Maybe just look at their quarterly earnings. Look at the earnings. Look at
0: the raw data and don't get sold on an idea as to why a company could be good. Because
1: everyone's a salesman, right? Everyone's trying to sell you something.
0: Yeah. So yeah, I think that's a good, that's a good call. It's you know like Jim Cramer, and that's that's the other one I was going to tie into. Yeah, the CNBC, like the massive media outlets, like so. For example, my Twitter I posted, or in, and in the Discord, every time J.P. Morgan releases the article about, oh, now's the time to buy crypto. Fuck, sure, sure enough, it tanks. Yeah, now, now's the time to sell crypto. Now it starts ripping. Yeah, because they're trying to get the mass population to do the opposite of what they. So they have exit liquidity, right? Yeah, so hundred percent. Do the opposite of what mass media tells you. Do the
1: opposite of what, you know, huge talking heads like Jim Cramer tell you because everyone has an agenda. And I think that's a good call for sure. So just, you know, we try to be as, you know, again, it comes back down to how people present things. When we're in the discord, we're saying, look, this is why we like this. We think it's cool. Check out the website. Here's what they do. You know, Jim Kramer's up there saying, buy, bu- this yeah. is a buy, strong buy, buy, <laughs> buy, 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 And everyone's just like, okay, I'll buy. Like, yeah. that's, it's just a different way that people present things. Yeah. That's why we try to be, bare, you know, as neutral as we can, saying, look, we like this. This is why we like
0: it. Here's it, the website, check it out, as opposed to like, buy it, here's how to buy it, buy it now, or you're stupid. So, right? my, my theory is that they have these big conglomerates on the back end paying CNBC to, you know, the, Pitch this narrative to get the retail who've been watching Jim Cramer for 15, 20 years. So they trust him. So then he's saying all these things they're like perfect. The company's just drawing out all the cash. So. Yeah, I think that's a good point.
1: <laughs> it comes. It comes down. To, it's just create your own plan. You yeah. Create your own thesis. You can you know draw analysis and research from other people, but it all comes down to you. Yeah. Create that plan. Be confident in your plan. Don't overtrade, and you know learn from all your mistakes that you've made. Be, yeah, yeah. You can become a better trader for sure. So those are like my. The bulk of my mistakes. Yeah. I think I've basically covered all the the mistakes that I've made in the past, continue to make to this day. Yeah. Try to get better on every day. You know, we're always trying to get better. Again, it's just, you make, you're going to make mistakes. Don't be afraid to make mistakes in anything you do in life. It's just learn from your mistakes and you will become a much better investor, especially if you're young and you're just getting into it. You have so much time ahead of you. Mm. Make the mistakes when you're younger and you're maybe playing with less capital, whatever. Yeah. That when you're older and you're managing more, you can look back and be like, yeah, I remember when I fucking did that. Now yeah. I'm much smarter. I won't do that again.
0: Right. So hopefully you guys learned a, a little bit from our mistakes and you can see where we're coming from. And then you won't make these mistakes moving forward after listening or watching this podcast. Yeah. And you can now become a better trader and a better investor. 100%. It's just, you know,
1: go back, write down some of these things. If you may not have made the mistakes because then it might prevent you from doing them in the future. Um, yeah. And just, just keep learning. Keep learning. And then tune into the next episode. That one's going to be a banger. expressed by speakers on the bean pod are solely their opinions. You should not treat any opinion expressed on the bean pod as a specific inducement to make a particular investment or follow a specific strategy, but only as an expression of their opinion. This podcast is for informational purposes only.